Hi, this is the Applied Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Broman from Legally Wise Women. This podcast is about how the challenges in our lives often create our biggest chance for transformation. And it's about taking the support, power and skill of the legal aspects that we learn in those challenges to become legally wise. In this episode, I am joined by Kim Morrison. How to explain Kim Morrison? She's absolutely amazing. She's an entrepreneur. She's a health and lifestyle educator. She's an acclaimed author and a breakthrough coach. Uh, She's a world record holder. She was the youngest woman to ever run 100 miles in less than 24 hours. She's represented Australia. Uh, She works a lot with um, essential oils. She runs 28 essentials. She's trained in NLP, hypnotherapy and counselling. She wrote the award-winning book, The Art of Self-Love, and has a really popular podcast herself called The Self-Love Podcast. So let's sit back and learn from the wisdom of Kim Morrison. Kim Morrison, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's a treat to be here. Oh, it's a treat to have you. I've been listening to your self-love podcast forever and um, I just love the guests that you have but also the quickies of the, you know, the wisdom that you provide. So I'm really grateful to be able to introduce you to my audience as well and bring your wisdom from uh, maybe a different, slightly different lens. Perfect. It'd be such an honor to do so because the work you do is pretty huge as well, just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that, you know, we're both really trying to help women, aren't we? And um, I think that we come across women at different phases in their life. And obviously I'm coming to women from a point where they've got some kind of legal challenge. Um, and so that can be transformational in itself. Whereas when you often meet finding people who are, you know, unwell or unhappy in their lives or something like that. But again, it's another chance for transformation, isn't it? So um, I just think that it's beautiful work that we're both doing. Yes. And I just think it's so important because life is full of challenge and change and opportunities for growth, we call them. Um, And I think that's really the ultimate thing. If we can look at any challenge that comes up in our life, whether it's health or physical, mental, emotional, relationship, business, work, whatever it is, children, they're all there to teach us. But only if we can step back and realize the learnings. For most of us, those learnings happen in hindsight, where we look back and go, oh, I'm so glad that happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this or I wouldn't have that. And it would be lovely if we could just fast track that feeling a little bit more. But when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And it's very hard to think logically clearly and have the foresight of hindsight when you're in the middle of the challenge. And that's probably the hardest part for any of us to deal with. Absolutely. You've just put it all in a nutshell so well. (laughs) And that's what the ladies are facing when they're going through a legal challenge, obviously, because as you said, the emotions can be so high, particularly when it's, you know, a close family member potentially or a close business partner or even an employer that, you know, they're having a struggle with. Um, And I remember something that you said once um, about learning these lessons and that, you know, you might get a tap or then you might get a slap if you're not learning your lesson, and then you might get a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, if if I can get you to talk to that a little bit more and maybe get people to 
maybe some kind of acceptance that, you know, everything can be a learning process. Well, I think I'm yet to meet a human and I've studied a lot um, that doesn't go through some sort of challenge or trauma or situation that really pushes them to the brink. Uh, most of us will experience taps, which is, you know, you could get a migraine or you could get constant gut issues, or you might find that you never have enough money. Like these are little taps reminding you of what could be or giving you clues as to what needs work or support or help. And if we don't listen to those taps, I call them whacks or slaps, but you'll get a whack where it actually knocks you off your perch. And you might think I had a car accident. I you know, ran into the tree or um, I um, broke my ankle or I got an injury and you'll all go, oh, but those were external situations. But often those kind of things will actually put you into a place that stops you in your tracks and actually gets you to listen or rest or stop. And you kind of, if you tune into that, you can think, well, that was a big whack. What haven't I been listening to? And then there's the max, which we may not ever see coming, the Mac trucks of life, where you'll get a phone call at four o'clock in the morning and sadly something has happened with a family member or a friend or you'll get a Mac where all of a sudden the business is just completely folded or like they are massive life-changing Mac truck events. And those really do put you in a complete, you're not the same person after you have one of those calls or one of those situations, but they're all there to teach you, to talk to you, to give you support if in a funny way, to remind you of taking care of yourself, of honoring what it means to go through these challenges with strength and courage and grace and dignity, rather than falling below the line into blame, denial and making excuses. And so I think what's really important is that as humans, we are emotive creatures. So we do get really emotional. And that's not to say you shouldn't experience or honor those feelings of hurt, anger, shame, grief, loss, um, you know, sadness, depression. I'm not saying you don't honor them. But what I am saying is that acknowledge them, work through them, understand that that is part of the human experience. But then perhaps the best learning of all is not to let that determine you or shape you or be who you will be for the rest of your life. And I think if we can give ourselves the grace and the space to work through our problems and just realize that sometimes life sucks, it's actually really hard. Life is challenging right now, but to own that. And the minute you own it, you've got awareness and the awareness is what gives you insight. Well, what do I need right now that life sucks? And to me, the next step is self-care. You've got to take care of yourself. And most people will do the opposite through challenge. They drink more, they party more, they'll do everything they can to avoid processing those feelings. And we try and bury them, but that can sometimes show up as a whack or a mac later on. So process those negative emotions, those feelings of despair or worry or confusion or sadness or grief, whatever it is. But then if you take care of yourself, at least you're giving your body, your mind, your heart and soul the sustenance it needs to get through those challenges. And that's why I think self-care is one of the ultimate self um, love tools you could ever embrace, because even through times of sadness and challenge, if we can take care of ourselves, then we show up better, we make better decisions, we see it clearer, or we give ourselves the space we need in order to process it to make a better decision. And that's okay too, to say that life sucks, I just need some space before I make a decision on this. 
And that's when you might get external help or part of self-care is honoring that we need support from other people. So I think awareness and then self-care are the two biggest factors when we're faced with challenges rather than doing the opposite and not caring for ourselves because that ultimately leads to more self-sabotage and that ultimately leads to less and worse decisions and that ultimately leads to a place of self-loathing and not feeling good about ourselves and that doesn't serve anybody. Oh, there's so much in that, Kim, so much. (laughs) And it all comes down to choice, really, doesn't it? Because at any particular moment, don't we have a choice to um, approach ourselves with compassion and actually give ourselves the permission or go the opposite way? Yeah, and I think the thing, the hardest thing is to show compassion for ourselves, especially if we think we're an idiot or we didn't see it coming or we missed something and we beat ourselves up for that and then we loathe on ourselves and then we think, well, stuff it, I might as well eat this or drink that or who cares anyway and we go into what I call a pity party. Mm. And I think a pity party is okay. It's good when a girlfriend turns up with a Mm. bottle of wine and it's good when you go out for a really hard run and push yourself or it's good to go out and do something to help you process that negativity or that that place that you're in. The key to a joyful, prosperous, beautiful life is to process that with the help and support that you need, with the love and care that you can give yourself so that you come out and learn from this because every challenge is an opportunity for growth. Every time we're faced with something, and particularly if it's a reoccurring problem, it's usually an unhealed part of us that needs attention. And that's why it keeps coming up. So rather than thinking you're a complete idiot is what am I not seeing? Or how can I make sure I don't do this again? What's the biggest learning I can take from this? And those of us with children, how do I show my children how to get through tough times with courage, grace, strength, and dignity? So Whilst I appreciate there's times where we can lie on our bathroom floor, we can kick and scream, we can have a meltdown, we can have a bottle of wine. I think it's important to give ourselves time to really feel the anger, the hurt, the despair, the upset. But then what am I going to do to get out of this? Because some people can take years, multitudes of decades and stay in that space. And is that really what this life is about? I don't think so. And someone like you and the work that you offer actually helps us to make logical, sound decisions while we're going through something quite emotive. And I think to have someone like you in your corner to help you make those decisions is one of the bravest and one of the most cleverest self-care decisions you could ever make. Thank you. Um, And it's interesting, actually, that you even said that it's it can be a self-care decision, isn't it? Just to be future-focused, that alone is self-care. And it's self-worthiness, it's self-love. These are all acts of self-care. Like I said, I've not met anyone yet that has gone through life and gone, oh, married the perfect person. I've got the perfect children. I've got the most amazing white picket fence house. I've got the best business. I'm highly successful. I've got every bit of money I could ever want. I've got the looks. I've got the body. I've got the health. I have not met anyone that says that. And when I was, I, I had the opportunity when I was in Dharamashala over in India, and I had the opportunity to meet with His Holiness, the 12th Kenting Taisatupa, who is the Tibetan Buddhist monk's education. He's head of education for all of this. And I was chosen to have a one-on-one with him. I thought, yeah, I'm going to ask him a question, all right. And I sat in front of him and I said, yes, I do have a question for you. Why do humans have to struggle? Why is it so cruel? Why is life so unfair sometimes? And he laughed and he goes, ho, ho, ho. He said, very human question. 
And he looked at me and he said, my dear, how can you possibly understand love without hate or fear? How can you possibly appreciate light without dark? How do you understand what it means to be on a high without experiencing low? He said, life is full of dichotomies and extremes and a negative and a positive charge. The decision we have to make is how long we choose to be in the dark, the low, the darkness or the, the negativity. How long do you want to be there without processing it? And the quicker we process it, the quicker we work through it, the more we get help, the more we are vulnerable and real and honest with what we're experiencing and be open to being coached or supported or advised, then the quicker we actually get through it. One of my most beautiful, most powerful mentors and coaches I ever had said, you have to feel it to heal it. Mm. And the more I think about that, it means it's not burying your emotions or ignoring the signs or pretending you'll get over it or hiding it and putting on a happy, clappy face. No, it's processing it with, with velour, with, with courage, with, with um, real wisdom and strength to do that. And that's probably the biggest challenge of all. How do you do that when you feel like absolute BS? So, and especially those of us with children, um, because we want to protect them. But sometimes adults aren't very good at protecting our children either. They let all their venom and their emotions come out instead of mummy's going through a really tough time right now. I just need a hug or I'll get through this or saying sorry is, is really hard for some people. So all of these things matter. And I think it's really giving yourself permission to be human and honoring the fact that sometimes we stuff up. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes we don't get it right but we keep showing up and we keep trying. And that's what people love. Everyone loves the comeback story. Everyone's looking for the hero or the heroine. And we can be the hero or heroine in our own lives by showing up, by doing the work and by asking for help when we don't know what to do and looking after ourselves. That ultimately is the key to self-love. It's all about choice and permission is what I'm hearing. Yes. And I I wonder actually if so many women never give themselves permission to love themselves, that they don't even know that it's possible, um, let alone um, thinking about their own self-worth. And when they do turn their mind potentially to thinking about their kids and how they're role modeling, sometimes that is motivation, which is great. But even just to be enough for yourself, to care for yourself and to have permission to love yourself unconditionally. Um, such let's huge... not forget, though, mm. beautiful Jackie, that mm. that we are born love. We are love when we come into this world. We just forget it along the way. So it's always there. The resources we need are always within us, no matter what our experiences were. Those experiences, our parenting, our coaches, our teachers, whatever we experience growing up growing up becomes our idea of what we think is reality or normal or okay. And we have to remember as we age that we can predetermine and choose however we want to live our life or however we want to show up in this world. It is not based on those experiences we had as children or the people that said things to us when we were growing up. They're just a belief and we can change our beliefs, but it comes back to how we change our beliefs is how much, what, what do we value? 
what's really important to you in your life right now. Mm. And when you go through a list of all the things that are really important to you right now, for some people, it could be freedom. For some people, it's connection. For some, it's relationships, family. For some, it's money. For some, it's business. Like whatever those top five values are is where we live our truth. So if you say, I want to be healthy and wealthy, yet you don't have health and wealth in your top five values, you're going to sabotage that. You might want it, but it's not important enough for you to change your habits or behaviors. But if your top value was freedom, then if you can align your value of freedom into wealth and health, then you actually could bring wealth and health into your values. So whatever your values are is what you believe and what you believe is then determined on how you behave. And so if things aren't going well for you in your life, how well are your values aligning with what you're doing in your world? Or how can this challenge or this challenge that's come up that I've needed legal advice for, how can this teach me or what can I learn from this so I don't make the same mistake again? Or I'm so informed now I can help others. So mm. it's really important not to see any um, in a situation where they're going through with someone like yourself or a health crisis or anything. That's not a failure. Mm. In my humble opinion, there is no failure. There's just feedback. So what feedback am I learning from this so I can do it better next time? Or how can I show others how to show up better? Or how can I be a better version of myself? And then in hindsight, we'll go, thank you for that opportunity. But when we're on the throes of it and we're on our bathroom floor or we're sitting in front of you and we've got all these things against us and we feel overwhelmed, very, very hard to be told this is a beautiful opportunity for growth. And most of us would tell that person to go and get stuffed if they were trying to tell us that. But it does come in time and with perseverance and doing the work on yourself, you will eventually see the gift in that. You just don't, you may not see it in the, in the processing of it in that moment. No, no, that's it. And trying to stay future focused can be difficult enough as well. And to know what someone wants to get out of a particular process. Um, so bringing it back to self-love and self-care, because we've only really touched on a couple of things we can do for self-care um, specifically, but because you are the queen of self-love, <laughs> what are some things that we can really do that are supportive of each other, of ourselves? Um other than just, and I, I say just, but it's a huge process anyway, to, to become self-aware and to allow ourselves to process those emotions. What are some things we can do to help ourselves process the emotions, to be self-loving while we're doing that? I think it's such a good point because it's all very good and well to say that, like you say, but mm. sometimes just breathing and getting through the next breath is enough for some of us when we're at the depths of our despair or at the depths of this big challenge. Breathing is to be acknowledged. Um, I call them triple M's, micro moments of mindfulness. Even if you walk outside and place your feet on the ground barefoot for 10 seconds while you go and get the mail and walk back in taking three deep breaths in that process, that is an ultimate act of self-care. Um, I personally love my essential oils. So I'll put the diffuser on. Every day I light the diffuser and I put an intention into it. And particularly on the days that I'm challenged, I've lit in my diffuser and put it on at times with sobbing, but I'm still going to commit to myself to do that because at least it makes me feel good. I'll pick some flowers out of the garden. I'll sit outside with a cup of tea without a phone and I'll just listen to the birds and watch nature. Now people might go, that just seems so nothing. 
but it's those little micro moments, those little things that build the resilience and the sustenance for us to continue the next breath, the next moment, the next day. And it's those little moments of self-care, running a bath. Now people say to me, oh my goodness, I don't even have time to breathe. I've got young kids. Well, you know, I've heard that so many times, but then run a bath and have it with the kids. So I used to do things when my kids were little and if I was in a, a challenging situation, I needed them to be quiet. Then I'd run a bath and go, shh, shh, shh tonight it's candle bath. And they'd get so excited. They'd get to light a candle each. They got to choose oils. They thought they were choosing oils, but I put all the calming oils out. They put two drops each into the bath. And part of a candle bath was they had to sit with the clock for one whole minute going around in a circle saying absolutely nothing and not moving in the bath. That was my micro moment was that one minute silence. They thought it was a game, but it was a one minute silence I got in the whole day. And that to me was like just as much as having an hour's rest sometimes for mothers that are so full on and intense with life. So it's not about having the perfect life, but it's making perfect decisions to build on back to the perfect life. And remembering life is imperfectly perfect anyway, or perfectly imperfect, however you want to look at it. It's never um, static, uh, static. It's always moving and changing. Um, so nature to me is a beautiful medicine, um, making myself a smoothie with my beautiful things like black currant powder and blueberries and a banana and just sitting there remembering where all that black currant, those blueberries, the almond milk, the ice, where did it come from? When I cut up a tomato at night, opening it up and realizing that, wow, the farmer that grew this, that I bought from the markets on the weekend, that started as a seed, th these are all they're, they're almost meditative moments where you take yourself out of it and go right into the macro moment of now, then you actually get to really experience the presence. And that's all we've got. Getting into bed every night, writing down three things I'm grateful for, mm -hmm. that the act of breath and gratitude is enough to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system and take you out of fight or flight. So everything I've just shared with you costs you nothing or next to nothing. Even if you bought yourself a bottle of lavender at $32, an organic bottle of lavender, you've got 200 drops in that bottle to put a drop on your pillow at night, three drops into the bath, a drop on a tissue and tuck it into your bra, make an aroma mist that you spritz. Every hour on the hour, my gong goes off on my phone and I do the triple uh, the four S's, stand, stretch, spritz and smile. Like these are all little acts of self-care that I do to get me through the big moments. But it's then those that build the resilience so that I can face the big moments because I can't promise myself there won't be more big moments. And I certainly can't promise anyone else there won't be big challenges or moments in their life. But I can arm myself with as many tools and inner resources so that when they do come, I'm ready. And even if I'm not ready in that moment, allowing myself to feel it, to heal it, but then also making myself do those little micro moments of mindfulness, just walking, getting outside, moving my body swimming I don't like swimming I don't do that one but I've got friends that love swimming but um for me going for a run is one of the ultimate acts of self-care so these and oils to me are the one thing that I have in my life and I've had them in my life for over three decades that become my right-hand friend because there's not anyone else there no one else is going to clean this mess up for me no one else is going to come and save me and give me a voucher to go and stay at Guangana for seven days to get over this no one's going to come and take the kids off my hands I have to do this I signed up for it so what can I do to look after myself in order to be the best version of myself 
even if my best is my worst right now, I'm still mindful of it. So yeah, that's what I think we have to do. We have to really take care of ourselves. And I, I think that was a few things. I use my crystals. I read. I open a book some days to get a quote. I draw my aroma cards. I shuffle them and I ask for guidance. All of these little things that I do are just little micro moments to get me through the next breath, the next moment, the next hour. And eventually you get to a point where you're not crying or you have made the best decision or you move on, or you let the past go. And that ultimately is emotional and spiritual maturity. Mm, yes, so great. And as you say, so many of these things cost nothing and we shouldn't discount that they are so small sometimes. Um, we shouldn't, I think you said as well, you know, don't discount those small things because they do add up. Um, and from what you're saying as well, even when you're not in the tough moments, you know, you're doing all these things and it's building like almost a foundation of resilience so that when the tough times come, you can fall back on these rituals and self-care things and they might not make you feel joyous, but you know that they are supporting you to get through. It's the support of it, isn't it? Yeah. And those little acts of self-care just show yourself that you matter mm. and you do matter. Um, but no one's going to look after you the way you can look after you. And if you think someone's going to come and save you or do it for you, I think we're a bit delusional because um, everybody's living their own worlds, their own pains, their own challenges. And I say this with love. People don't really care about your problems. They've got enough of their own. Of course, I say that with love because mm. the people that love us do care, but ultimately they just want you to be happy and healthy, just like you want everyone you love to be happy and healthy. So the sooner you get back to happy, healthy, the better everyone is. And so <laughs> it's this vicious circle because sometimes we just want to be negative Nancy and we want to say the world sucks and we hate people. That's just all we want to do right now. <laughs> and I think you're allowed those moments and you're allowed to have those pity bathroom floor moments. Mm. But the challenge I'll always ask people is how long do you want to stay there and do you want this to determine who you are for the rest of your life no, no. It becomes a badge of honor you step up you step into yourself and you thank the experience that's when you've really got to a place of true healing when you are grateful for it and that can take some time I'm not denying that but with help support coaching counseling mentoring reading good books listening to good podcasts going to people like yourself knowing that people are in your corner that's sometimes all we need to get through those moments. Mm -hmm. And you will. I always say in the in my audiences when I'm speaking, I'll always ask them, you know, who in the who in the room is going through a tough time right now? Can I ask you to be completely honest? And I'll see quite a few hands go up and I go, I've got I've got some beautiful advice for you. I just want you to know that this too shall pass. You will get through this. You will come out the other side of this. And then I look at everyone else and I go, and those of you that are in a really good place in your life, I have some words of advice for you. This too shall pass. You will be challenged at some point. You will be where those people are again. So it's never that life is always happy and always brilliant. Life is full of ups and downs, the extremes, the highs and lows. It's just how do we use those moments of challenge to grow us and how do we become better versions of ourselves through those moments. Now, you won't think like that when you're in it. I get that. But when you do come out the other side or just someone saying, God, you're amazing, or I'm really proud of you, or is there anything I can do to help you? Um, it's sometimes being vulnerable enough to accept the help 
and actually allow someone else to take care of you because there is a real gift in giving. We're all, especially us women, we're great at giving, Mm -hmm. but there's a real art to receiving. So when you are on that other side and someone offers you help, don't deny it because you love to give. So don't deny someone else the opportunity to give to you when you need it. And it's okay to be vulnerable enough to say, yeah, I need that right now. Thank you. It's okay. You're not weak. You're not pathetic. Lean into it, surrender to it, swim in the mosh pit of it, and then get the help you need in order to walk through it as quickly and as powerfully and as strongly as you possibly can. And they'll have bumps, not saying it's all perfect and easy. It's not, but you will get through it. That's life. You will. So much wisdom, Kim, so much. It's so brilliant. And a little bit of tough love in there too, which is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, I am known. I'm very gentle and kind, but I will poke, prod and and push you to get through it because life's too much. It's too short. Mm. I'm telling you this. If you want to spend 20 years of your life hating on someone for what they did to you, Mm. you've wasted 20 years. That person gave you a gift to find someone who will love you and value you the way you deserve to be. Don't spend your life getting better, not bitter. It's a beautiful line. Just spend your life working on yourself to become a better version of yourself. But don't become bitter to life's experiences because you're not the only one in pain and you're not the only one going through a tough time. You know, there is, and I know we can say this, but you know, there's always someone worse off than you. And I know that. And when you're in the depths of despair, the last thing you need to hear, it's like when you're a kid and your parents would say there's starving children in Africa. Well, you didn't give a hoot about the starving kids in Africa when you were a kid. It's got no relevance to you. So when someone's sitting there going, oh, someone else is going through a tough time right now, you don't care because your time right now is really tough. Mm. But right here, right now, for me right now saying this is I've got a friend Um, in our next circle who's just lost their son to suicide and I sit there and I go and you're sitting here complaining about the fact that this legal document has meant that you're not going to get as much as you wanted or whatever and I'm saying well could you just have a look at what you are getting and I think sometimes we need to be reminded to focus on what we have rather than what we haven't got So that also is a good reminder. Sometimes other people's pain can be a very good barometer for you to make better decisions and never give up on yourself. And you, or you could, Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't because some people choose to stay in that negative Nancy story and woe is me and life sucks. And guess what? Life is going to keep sucking. Life is going to keep giving them lessons until you actually take it by the horns and learn to process it, feel it, to heal it, work on it and grow through it. Then you may find that you'll keep attracting that sort of stuff into your life. And that's just the universe giving you taps, wax, and sometimes max for you to wake up and learn from it so that you don't keep repeating it. We are soulful, spiritual creatures living a human experience. And the soul knows it is our inner compass. It is the mind, the the northern star to support you to get through because we were all born as love and we will die as love. What we do in between that is to keep reminding ourselves that we are lovable and we have the power to love ourselves and others, no matter what happens. I love the bringing in the spiritual as well. Thank you for that. (laughs) Some people think it's a bit woohoo, but it's to me how I get through those challenges is that I realize that, you know, especially like thinking about we lost my husband's sister to suicide. We lost one of my son's best friends in a hit and run car accident at 21 years of age. And when I look at those big tragedies that occur, I also have to come into a spiritual realm of realizing that 
maybe their time was always up on that day. That was always going to happen, depending on the choices that they made, Was it whether it was a hit and run or whether it was suicide or whether it was a car accident. And I'm not saying any of this lightly, please know that. None of this is said lightly. But it does help me to understand that sometimes there is no explanation for those Mack trucks in life. And the more we try to make reason from a, from a human point of view, the more we can get angry and bitter about it. Mm. And sometimes coming to a place of acceptance, not accepting the fact that it's happened, but acceptance that I can't change it. Mm. And therefore, in light of their life or in light of what's happened, how do I keep showing up to be a beacon of light for others or for myself, more importantly? is, you know, they say life doesn't happen to you, it happens through you. Mm. And life's experiences are there for you to learn, to grow, and to experience all realms of what it is to be a human. And that does include the tough times. So let's not deny them, but let's have the resources to get through them as quickly and as effectively as we can so that we can still continue to be the joyous beings of light that we truly are. Yes, and actually have those joyful moments, as you say, instead of being bitter, not better. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kim, people have so much that they could learn from you. Whereabouts can they find you, work with you, learn more? I've mentioned the Self-Love Podcast, which is a couple of times every week, and it's just beautiful to hear your conversations. Where else can people find you? Thank you so much. Look, if you did want more, there's a number of ways. Um, if you're not sick of me already, I do have a thing called the Self-Love and Wellness Mentorship Group. Every Tuesday night, we have one hour together where I coach and support and have guests and all sorts of people. That's the cheapest way of getting counseling because it's only $47 a month. Mm. So that's a beautiful way to do that. Um, otherwise, there's my Essential Self Mastery Program, which is run as a seven-day intensive, which we have coming up next year. We have two of those. And that's a seven day deep dive into all of the things I've just talked about and to give you all the tools and resources to come out the other side. And then, of course, all my beautiful tools, 28 Essentials. So the word 20 and the number 8.com, 28.com is where I have all the practical self-care tools in there, all my beautiful oils and organic skincare and all of those things are on there. And then I have my book, The Art of Self-Love, which you can get on that. Um, and, you know, if you go to KimMorrison.com, that is also where you'll find a lot of my coaching, mentoring, and a lot of the work that I do to help people, not only one-on-one, -on -one, but in my group experiences. So thank you for allowing me to share that because I feel my mission on this planet is to make a difference. And if I can support people with the free podcast right through to my retreats that I run overseas and the mastery programs, then I feel like I'm doing my job. You are so much. And, you know, I'll just drop in here as well that I go to your book as a bit of a Bible for which oil to use for what. Because, you know, when you're feeling something and you want support, rather than Googling, you know, what's the best thing for this, it's your book that I go to. Like it's it's the little go-to Bible for that. So I think it's such a great resource for so many things. Well, this, thank you so much because then I also, you'll probably love this, my beautiful Nana 
sadly passed away when I was nine and she was a real green finger and loved plants and always told me to hug trees. My other grandmother lived to 95 and she was a great baker. So I have a real love of cooking and of nature and plants, but I downloaded through both of them knowledge and wisdom. And I imagined if the 50 oils that I provide could talk to me, what would they say? What would each plant's message be? So I created these things called aroma cards and on one side, they have this beautiful wisdom as if basil was talking to you or vetiver or ylang-ylang or lavender. And on the other side is all the tools and the things that that beautiful oil can give to you emotionally, mentally, and physically and spiritually. And then I have a one card or a four card reading. And so some days when I'm really struggling, I'll draw four cards after shuffling them, asking my aromatic angels to come in. And then those four cards, I'll look at the messages based on the past, present, future, and an overall message. And then I turn them over and I look at the four oils and that'll be the blend I make to body boost or to put in my diffuser. And if I don't have all those oils, then I'll use the ones that I've got. But that became a beautiful resource. Just sometimes there is no answers. No one can say the right things, but sometimes drawing a card or looking in a book is just the guidance that you need. So yeah, they were pretty powerful. And my grandmother's name was Myrtle Millicent Rose. And so it's really cute to, to know that she had a big part to play. And the other one was Dorothy May. And so I just kind of call on their wisdom as well sometimes. And I think our forefathers and mothers had a lot of wisdom to carry on. And if we could just tap into that innate uh, historic traditional uh, anthropological wisdom, mm. then you may find you've got more answers within you than you've ever given yourself credit for. Oh, just put a big pin in that last comment there. Thank you so much. And um, we'll have all the links in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom, Kim. You are really amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for what you do. Because as much as I help people very much emotionally, I just know that you play not only the emotional role, but you also help us make logical and practical decisions. And uh, I don't think there's a, a more powerful place to be when emotions are so high. So thank you for what you gift as well. Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Kim Morrison. Some of the takeaways from me were certainly, uh, although Kim's all about self-love, it's also got an element of tough love in there as well. Because uh, she says a few times, you know, we want to be better, not bitter. We don't want to live in blame, denial and excuse. And yeah, life is challenging. However, she's giving us permission to give ourselves proper self-love and self-care because of, it is important and it is a choice. It is a choice how we experience life and we shouldn't discount the small self-care things that we can do to help ourselves um, because what we do now helps us through to provide ourselves with grace and space to build resilience, particularly in the times when it's not so hard so that we have resilience when it is hard because, again, life goes up and down, there's challenges. We've got a role model to the people around us as well because what is important to us and how do we want to be showing up? So if you want more support in your life, consider joining the Legally Wise Women's Wisdom Suite. It is $79 a month. There's no ongoing commitment from you because I know that your legal challenges come and go in your life as well. 
So you can be at $79 a month for a couple of months, drop down to the free level, come back up if something else happens. In the Wisdom Suite, you get support from me. Fortnightly, we do a QA and a on Zoom, so it is live. You can pre-submit your questions though as well um, and replays are available. Once a month, we also do a women's circle that allows us to interact with other like-minded women. We do intention settings and we really go a little bit deeper. And I also do a monthly power check-in as well. So that's something with me every week for $79. I usually charge $450 per hour in my private practice. So something live with me every week. Uh, there's also twice weekly short videos that I put in there for skill building and I put in other curated information as well for skill building. It all lives in an online portal, of course, so you have that on your browser. You also have an app on your phone. The bonuses. We also have downloadable templates, word templates with video explanations that I provide about how to use those templates. Now, most of those templates are business ones at this point, but I can add other templates by request. You also get the short courses I've created. They're all in the online platform as well. Legal business basics, how to find and hire the right lawyer and how to negotiate for what you want. And you get all the video recordings of this podcast, as well as any other exclusive workshop recordings that I do. So I'd love to see you there um, or in our Facebook group. The links are in the show notes and take care. <music>